Just a quick warning before we start tonight's Bible bedtime. I'll be reading Genesis 19, which has some topics and events that may not be suitable or comforting for some tender ears or hearts, so use your best judgment. Welcome to Bible Bedtime. I'm Dana. I'll be hosting you tonight. Thank you so much for being here. It is absolutely amazing to look at the data and see the number of people from all over God's earth who are listening to Bible Bedtime. We have listeners in Finland, South Africa, Indonesia, France, Ireland, United States, and many other nations. I thank you. I feel that even though we are a world apart in different cultures and languages, that we are together right now in worshiping our Lord, our God, our Savior, our Comforter, our Counselor, our God. Thank you. If this is your first time visiting Bible Bedtime, welcome. We're glad that you could join us. The goal of this podcast is to envelop ourselves in the Word of God. So, I will read to you an entire chapter of the Bible and I'll read it in a manner that's intended to be soft and soothing. There's truly no better way to fall asleep peacefully than to be immersed in the Word of God. And that is the intention. In today's world, maybe more than ever, we're doing more, achieving more, having more information pour into our eyes and our ears. Sometimes that makes it hard to turn everything off and slide into a gentle, restorative sleep. God created your body to require at least eight full hours of sleep every 24 hours. When you get the sleep that you need, it prepares you to be a better disciple of God. 
focus tonight on our peaceful sleep. Being a dedicated worship to God who created us this way. As is our habit, we will take three deep breaths to begin. If, if you feel that it's appropriate for you, I invite you to use these breaths as a centering mechanism as a as a way of focusing your worship so with each inhalation i want you to visualize that you are drawing a god and his spirit and his angels closer to you and then on every exhale Maybe imagine that they are cloaking you and surrounding you in peace and comfort and love. All right? Let's do that. One. Tonight, I am reading from the New International Version, and I'll be reading Genesis 19. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered. We will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, 
Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. And they said, this fellow came here as an alien and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to be married to his daughters. He said, Hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hands and the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. 
But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, Very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zoar. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, including all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham, and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Lot and his two daughters left Zoar and settled in the mountains, for he was afraid to stay in Zoar. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. One day, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man around here to lie with us, as is the custom all over the earth. Let's get our father to drink wine, then lie with him and preserve our family line through our father. That night, they got their father to drink wine, and the older daughter went in and lay with him. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. The next day, the older daughter said to the younger, Last night, I lay with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight, and you go in and lie with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they got their father to drink wine that night also, and the younger daughter went and lay with him. Again, 
He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also had a son and she named him Ben-Ami and he is the father of the Ammonites of today. Now I will read the 23rd Psalm, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will in the house of the Lord forever. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one.